Today is the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and in most years, today would be the first Sunday of the Advent season, but not this year. Advent doesn't begin until next Sunday. And when I pondered, what am I gonna preach on this Sunday in between? Let me share with you how my mind works. I thought Thanksgiving is all about gratitude, giving thanks to God for all of our blessings. And then Advent and Christmas are all about joy, joy to the world, the Lord has come. So here we are today, the Sunday between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right now, we are living in between gratitude and joy. And then I thought to myself, isn't that really how all of life is anyhow, no matter what happens? Gratitude and joy, if you look at life in a spiritual way. When we think about our birth, for example, I hope we were all grateful that we were born into this world and we've had this opportunity to live. And when our time comes that we leave this world, we can only look forward then to the joy of heaven. When we come to the end of a year, as we will in a few more weeks with 2018, we give thanks for the old year, gratitude, especially if, if it was a good year with good things happening, but also gratitude that it's over if it wasn't such a good year. And then we look forward with anticipation to the joy of the new year. We give thanks for our recent capital campaign and its $8.2 million success. And now we look forward with joy to the new chapel we will have and more Sunday school rooms for our children. In the Bible, the Old Testament is all about gratitude to God for God's faithful presence with his people. For over 5,000 years, the Old Testament tells about how God has been with his people through everything that happens. And then the New Testament is all about joy, the joy of the kingdom of God coming on earth and the joy of heaven beyond this earth someday. Now we all know that the journey of life is, is not always easy and, and there are bad things that happen and difficult times we go through, but our attitude of joy and gratitude comes from God's faithful presence with us no matter what. When we lose a loved one to this life, it brings us sadness and sorrow. But beneath the sadness and sorrow and the suffering, we can feel gratitude. Gratitude that we have been blessed to share life with this person that we loved so much. We know that if it hadn't been for the love we shared, we wouldn't feel the pain and sorrow of losing them. We also know if we had to do it all over again, we wouldn't love them any less, knowing that the pain of losing them is worth the price of so great a blessing. But then beneath the pain and suffering, we also can feel joy as we remember the promise that we have that we will be with our loved ones again in the future someday on the other side of death. When I think about my life, I am grateful for the three score and 12 years I've been given so far. It hasn't always been easy. 
or without tears and sorrow, pain and sadness, but I'm grateful for my life and the fact that I've always had more blessings in my life than difficulties. And I look forward with joy to however many years I still have in this world and then beyond this world to the joy of heaven. So when it comes to thanksgiving and gratitude, I'm reminded of the scripture lesson from the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy and just read parts of that to you this morning. The people of Israel have been wandering through the wilderness, the desert for 40 years on their way to the promised land. And God explains to them the bigger picture of why they experienced what they have. God let them grow hungry and then provided the manna for them so that they would realize that they can always depend upon God to take care of their needs. I was teaching you to be humble, God says, and how to rely on me. He also reminds them that during those 40 long years of wandering in the wilderness, he says, remember how the clothes on your back did not wear out and your feet were not swollen. The lesson that we need to learn from scriptures like that is that even when the road is rough and life can be difficult, God keeps his promise and is always with us. And if we trust God, I mean truly trust God, God will always give us what we need to face and to overcome our afflictions and to go on to find joy once again. And the greater our need, the greater the measure of God's grace. My point is that we often forget about God and all that God provides for us. And, and we tend to think that we've made it on our own, that we've done it all by ourselves. But true humility, which is the basis for genuine thanksgiving, begins with an understanding of who deserves the credit for all that we are and all that we have. But so many people don't stop to really think about it on a deeper level and be thankful for it. The true story is told about a man who was a multi-millionaire entrepreneur. He had thousands of employees. He had everything that money could buy and in spite of all that, he was very unhappy, bitter, and cantankerous. No one liked to be around him. Contention and strife followed him wherever he went. He was disliked by his employees. He was even disliked by his own family. So one day he went to his minister to see if he could find out why he had no real inner peace and joy in his life. Well, the pastor could immediately see where the problem was, knowing the man, and he told him straight away that his problem was that self-pride ruled his life. He had no humility or gratitude. You think you've built your company and all that you have by yourself, the pastor said. Yep, the man said. No one ever gave you anything? Nothing, the man said. So then the pastor said, well, tell me this. 
Who changed your diapers? Who fed you as a baby? Who taught you how to read and write? Who gave you the jobs that enabled you to work your way through college? Who gave you your first job after you got out of college? Who serves food in your company's cafeteria? Who cleans the toilets in your company's restrooms? The man began to get the point. Now that I think about, I haven't really accomplished everything by myself, have I? Without the kindness and the efforts of others, I probably wouldn't have anything. This realization of how much others had done for him and how he ought to be grateful began to transform the man's life immediately. He began to personally thank everyone who had ever made a contribution to his life, including each one of his 3,000 employees. Individually, he thanked them. And as he developed the spirit of gratitude, he discovered that joy and peace began to replace the anger and the contention that was in his heart. Alex Haley, the well-known author of the, the book and the movie Roots, once said that he has in his office a picture of a turtle sitting on top of a fence post. And he said he has it there to remind him every day of the importance of humility, of gratitude. Because when you see a turtle sitting on a fence post, you know it had to have some help to get there. And so we should remember whenever we're tempted to think that we made it on our own, that we had to have some help to get there too. If some football player, for example, were to win the Heisman Trophy and be arrogant enough to think that he deserved it on his own skill and ability, we might be quick to ask him, well, where did you get the DNA that gave you the strong body you have? Who built the university where you played football? Who built the stadium in which you played? Who cut the grass? Who marked the lines and the boundaries before every game? Did you hire and pay your coaches? Did you recruit your two teammates? Who did all the blocking for you so that you could throw all those touchdown passes? Again, none of us should be so egotistical that we think we've made it where we are today on our own. But we should be humble and grateful for all those who have helped us along the way. Richard Simmons, you've heard Clay mention that name quite a bit, points out in one of his books on humility, the effects of being humble in life, of having uh, gratitude, which is the basis for humility. He mentions five things. First of all, he says, gratitude is the foundation of satisfying relationships. There is nothing more deadly than when people in a love relationship feel taken for granted. Number two, gratitude expresses appreciation. Human interaction flourishes when people feel appreciated. Three, people who are the most materialistic in our culture are very ungrateful and extremely unhappy. The relationship between materialism and gratitude run in opposite directions. Ungrateful people are clearly unhappy people. Four, 
Gratitude acknowledges all the great benefits of life and enables us to savor all that is good in life. And five, and it should come as no surprise, a thankful heart is associated with a number of positive health benefits. Grateful people have stronger immune systems, report fewer symptoms of illness, have uh, enjoy a better quality of sleep at night, and they are also less reactive to stressful events. So when we come to truly realize and be grateful that our lives are lived in God's love and in God's care, it will bring us deep inside a sense of joy and inner peace that nothing else can bring us. And today, as we make this transition from Thanksgiving to Advent, from gratitude to joy, it makes me think of a Peanuts cartoon I once saw years ago in which Charlie Brown and Lucy were talking to each other. Charlie Brown says, you know, Thanksgiving is, is when we say thanks to God. And Lucy goes, yeah. And Christmas is when God says, you're welcome. <laughs> Christmas is the coming of joy into our world through the incarnation of God in Jesus Christ. So Advent is a season of waiting and looking forward with joy to the coming of Christ and the joy of the kingdom that he brings to earth. Looking back with gratitude, how God has been with us, but looking forward with joy to what lies ahead. But if you really want to understand the meaning of joy, you've got to understand the important difference between what we often talk about as happiness and what is real joy in our lives. Joy is a spiritual word. Happiness is a secular word. Happiness depends upon the external circumstances of your life, whether everything is going okay or not, whether your health is good, whether you've got enough money in your bank account, is the weather good, you don't have the flu, all these things make us happy. But joy, on the other hand, is something much deeper and more spiritual. Joy does not depend upon the external circumstances of your world, but joy depends only on the inner condition of your heart and your soul in relationship to God. And when you find joy by truly knowing God, and by that I don't mean just believing in God or or knowing about God, but I mean knowing God personally, it becomes something eternal and abiding in your soul. While happiness is only temporary and passing, joy is always there. While happiness is somewhat shallow, joy runs deep. Joy is there even in the midst of the greatest tragedies and sorrows of life. Joy comes from being in touch with God. And by doing that, you discover the real meaning of your life. Now, all of us long for that joy in our lives, but let's be honest, not all of us do what is necessary in order to find it and to feel it. In the words of the 42nd Psalm, as a heart or a deer longs for flowing streams, 
So my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And it's in the event of Christmas, beginning with the baby in Bethlehem, the incarnation, we call it, that God makes himself known to us in a way like we have never been revealed before. Joy to the world, a savior is born. A savior who will not only take you to heaven someday, but even more important than that right now, will rescue you from daily hell that is lived in an empty and meaningless life here on earth. Living in a rut or living in selfishness, living in misery or boredom, living in enslavement to materialism, living in fear, in sorrow, in depression and despair, living without the power that you need to overcome all the tragedies and the crises and the disappointments of life that try to defeat you. Joy is knowing what it means to be forgiven and to forgive others. Joy is knowing what it means to truly love another person and be loved in return. Joy is knowing that there is no problem or trouble in life that is too great for us to deal with if we seek God's help. And joy is knowing that nothing can separate you from the love of God. As the prophet of old said, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. So joy is the coming of Jesus, punching holes into the darkness of our lives. That's the joy to which we look forward to experiencing during Advent, during the month of December. And I hope that this year, since we have an extra week between Thanksgiving weekend and the beginning of Advent, that we might do something different this year that we've never done before and plan this week what we're going to do, how we're going to spend our time, what we're going to avoid so that we can fully experience the real joy and blessing of Advent and Christmas. That we're not going to let ourselves get caught up in all of the stress of the secular side of Christmas. We say that every year and then we fall into the trap again. But we're going to do what it takes so that we will not miss the spiritual blessing of it all. It's your choice. It's your joy. Amen.